Welcome to the Daily Business Hustle podcast. My name is Alexander Vitkin. I'm the creator and founder of the Daily Business Hustle. On this podcast, I share with you my top unbiased business advice, sales advice, and I talk to the world's top experts in their fields related to business. It's Alex, and I'm here with the famous or infamous Timmy, who you may know from uh, previous videos and the Alex Vitkin shows and all that kind of stuff. He has returned after being gone for nearly a year, you know, fallen off the face of the earth, of flat earth, and now he's back. He crawled back to the flatness of the earth, and he's back with us. Um, I'm just kidding. You know, whoever watches this, I'm not actually crazy. Uh, I'm just joking, of course. But Timmy has returned. That that part is true. Uh, and he, is, uh, he used to be, in case you don't know, Timmy used to be a... What were you like a server, a waiter in a, in a restaurant, Timmy? Right? Yeah, yeah, waiter slash bartender. Yeah. Like gave up on his dream of becoming an engineer after getting his two hundred thousand dollar engineering degree, but then waited tables. <laughs> so sad. Like a tiny little tear is going down my face. Um. So, what was it like to me to work for an Indian company as your first employer? Oh yeah, we talked about this before. Uh. Are you it's comfortable a, about this? Are you feeling uncomfortable right now? Uh, Tom, it's it's red. So, um, but I mean, if it was pink, it'd be okay too. Um, so yeah, the the first the, it's so ironic. My first uh, engineering job was with uh, and unanimously all uh, Indian company. You know, whatever. There's nothing wrong mm-hmm. with that. But uh, it's just funny now how um, how I look at how I was what the the simple just do this three-step process thing over and over every day uh and now how two years later you know um everything is so much different because it's like totally reversed uh Hmm. there's no i don't have to you know i don't have to take orders from anyone and um and uh i'm helping people in you know, they call them third world countries to uh, sometimes have jobs now. So it's like totally reversed. That's interesting. So, and, and, and what were you expected to do? Uh, that was your first job out of university. So what were you expected to do? What was it like and how did it feel? Yeah, it was not glamorous. It, I thought it was going to be uh, a lot more glamorous. Uh, it was, uh, it was more, it was more going into hospitals in New York City, into smelly boiler rooms with, uh, you know, overweight, sad, you know, managers and talking with them and spending time with them all day. And it was so like, I was just like, wait, this is not what I thought my glamorous engineering uh, career was going to be. And uh, what was I doing? Just, it was like, we were basically the EPA uh for hospitals so instead of the epa coming in and giving uh hospitals like writing them up and and uh giving them uh fees like charging them fees for not doing certain uh safety things uh Mm. these hospitals would pay us to you know for the fraction of of the fee instead of getting the fee they'd pay us and we'd go in there and try and try and prevent the, the infractions from happening so super boring super like uh legal stuff um, and yeah, it's just every day I would just like filling in, I was basically coffee pasting. 
This is going to come down to it. So four, four years, five years of engineering degree and hundreds of thousands of dollars of debt that you were copy pasting. Sounds lovely. Yes, sounds, sounds, sounds very fair. Yeah. That sounds perfect. I mean, it's, it's partly my fault, right? Because I wasn't really searching that hard for the engineering job because at that point, when I graduated college, I'm like, well, fuck. I don't really want to go and work for some huge corporation. I could have easily went and been a process engineer it's called and worked at some big chemical plant and, and worked there for five years. Like most of my friends are now, but I mean, I was at that point at the end of college, I was already on my way of like, well, I'm going to be doing something else anyway. So. <laughs> hmm. Interesting. Interesting. And what made you decide to finally uh, give it up and go work in a restaurant as a waiter? How, how did that go? Um, well, it was tandem with me quitting the job and quitting my life uh, and moving to Colorado. What did you so What did you say to your Indian employer? Did you walk into his office say, "Hello, sir, I'm so, or I mean, uh, I don't know, racist." But, uh, Hello, sir. Um, no, you know, I there was one guy there that I'll never forget him. Uh, his name's Sadarwood R, but um. I'll never forget him. And, you know, one day I'm going to go back there and I, hopefully he's not there, but when I'm going to go back there and, you know, give him a big hug. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, he was like, look, man, you obviously don't belong here. Like after like, after like days and, and of them, like, no, you know, you, you should buy a house here. You should know, you know, stay, you know, live here forever and, and, you know, work for us. Mm -hmm. And, uh, um, but there's one guy, and and he was really like, you know what, dude, you don't belong here. Like, you, you need to, you you should go. Like, if that's if that's what you want to do. And um, when how did I become a waiter? I mean, I just wanted to get my sales skills better, so I didn't know anything about anything. Um, but I knew I needed to get the the talking to people. So yeah, I just wanted to be a waiter and just do little odd jobs on the side because uh, I remembered that Einstein was a, uh, you know, he still worked at the post office because he didn't want to get a job that would drain all his energy. So I could use all my energy to uh, figuring out the, the, the online business world. Uh, mm. And so that's why I was a waiter. <laughs> Alvaro has an interesting question here. How did you do, what did you do to get an hourly wage raise to $30 an hour? Do you want to yeah, answer? So that, yeah, it's fine. It's, it's a great question. I thought, I think I told him this already before, or maybe I didn't, but, or maybe it's just, he's prompting the question for, for me to answer. Um, Actually, way before I was in the <laughs> way before I was in the daily business hustle, um, I was getting paid. Actually, what was it specifically? It was eighteen dollars per hour plus tips as a waiter. I think I'm the only person on planet Earth to ever uh, have this arrangement um, because they're <laughs> in the restaurant. I I was just like, look, I'm not. It, at that point, when I was doing this, I was like, look. Uh, I want to make more money and why am I going to go and be like every other waiter? So I just went in there. I didn't even know what I was doing. Um, but I had a friend who, who did a similar thing to get uh, his job a higher raise. He just went in there and just, just feigned, uh, that he had two other, uh, fake offers, you know, negotiation tactics. He's like, yeah, I have two other offers at 90 K. Uh, you know, can you match that? And he just, you know, pressured the employer. So I just did the same thing. I'm like, well, I got two other uh, offers for um, assistant manager roles because I've been doing this waiter thing and I'm not an idiot. Uh, so, you know, it's up to you. You can pay me $18 an hour uh, and I can be the head waiter uh, and plus tips, you know, or, you know, good best of luck. 
and I just walked away. <laughs> I, I texted them that after the first day of a, their bullshit training. I texted them like, you know, if you don't answer within 24 hours, you know, I'm out. <laughs> so I was doing sales before I even knew what sales was. And then they offered it. And I'm like, this is great. So I was making like $45 an hour. And I also stipulated my, uh, my times because uh, it was such bullshit because you'd have to go in at three and leave it like 11. So it's like eight hours. But it was mostly bullshit from three to six and from 10 to 11 like folding fucking napkins and doing all the sweeping. So I'm like, I'm not fucking doing any of that either. I'm mm -hmm. coming in at prime time from six to nine or five to nine, depending on the day. Like I'm coming in for three or four hours a day, getting maximum tips. And you know, I'm not doing any of this other bullshit. And uh, cause that's when my dollar per hour would be maximized. And uh, yeah, happy times for working like, you know, four hours a day when I didn't know what the fuck I was doing and mm -hmm. uh, able to build a little bit of a war chest for later. Yeah, yeah, that that's very good. Maybe pay off some debt as well. So what yeah. what happened there? How did you motivate yourself from you know being a waiter then? And who was getting paid a decent amount of money? I I suppose. How did you motivate yourself from going from that to this ultra risky business thing that everyone is so <laughs> scared of? How did you do that? Yeah. Um. Well, it was sort of. It was sort of perfect timing for. Well, that's not really accurate. It's just like I was looking for ever since uh, in 2013 when I went to live in Colorado for the first time and was just like, I'm going to do anything to make it work. Like I had $300 in my bank account when I went to Colorado and uh, I was at that point still paying 1K per month in student loans. And, you know, I didn't even have enough money to live, but I'm like, I don't care. I'm going to make it work. I became a snowboard instructor and a waiter to make all the bills work. And I just knew ever since 2013, like I will do whatever the fuck it takes to make this online business shit work. I saw the people making it work, uh, you know, out there on the internet. And I know it's possible to just sell fucking something, your service, a product, anything on the internet. It's fucking possible. So if all these other people can do it, I can fucking do it. Um, so I have all the cursing, but it's just like, it's just this, I'm very adamant about, and like passionate about just like, if, if I see something that I know, you know, it's possible, like, I'm going to do it. So, uh, you know, a couple 2014 and, and most of 2015 was mostly struggling and failing at, at a lot of shit. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but um, then I got into the mastermind and then it was just like, dude, shut the fuck up. Do this, do this, do this and some structure and then just like a rocket ship. That's, that's very good. And yeah. you actually, I mean, you've been in business for two years now and you, you've actually you helped some people as well with business um, on the side, you know, as a hobby. But what are what are some lessons that you've learned this year that were very valuable? I think there's like some high level stuff you want to talk about, right? So uh, about, the, the fear. about income and fear of income and stuff like that. Yeah, the, I think the biggest thing that I've been able to do for myself at this point is that I don't feel fear over money like I used to because I just grew up with the concept that. Um, money is this uh, like scarce thing and you've got to hold on to the steady job. And um, mm. because if you don't, you know, money's scarce, it's just like not accessible for the lowly, you know, middle-class American or, or um, so, so I was, you know, taught to believe uh, not on purpose by like my family, but you know, by society and, you know, um, I don't have rich family at all. Um, mm. So, now I see, you know, that 
with the entrepreneurial skills that I've been able to accumulate, I'm not worried about money ever. Um, even if our, even if I were to get somehow completely wiped out, I really wouldn't be that worried because I mean, I have a social network, uh, where like I can sleep in somebody's closet, uh, and no problem. You know, mm -hmm. I'll never be homeless. And, uh, you know, even the money thing, like, even if I have zero dollars in my bank account, it's like, all right, well, so what? I'll just go and do sales for a friend's company if I'm that like incapacitated to do something for myself, like, and be right back on my feet, no problem. Uh, and another business will just work. It, it's just, um, it's not, it's not like cockiness. It's just like, uh, like the, the, the new age folk will say, Timmy has an abundance mindset now. Mm, mm hmm. Mm hmm. Abundance mindset, and how can other people develop the abundance mindset? Yeah, if I was if I was a random person watching this, and I'm like, I want to be a freelancer. I'm gonna sell a service for two hundred dollars, and but I'm afraid. I don't I don't have the skills that it takes because I'm a new freelancer, and I'm scared. My life is revolving around fear, but I don't want to admit it because I have an ego around it, and I told all my friends that I'm an entrepreneur. But I am not an entrepreneur, but don't tell my friends because they'll know. But secretly, I'm only closing $200 sales. Mm. What would you tell this person? Yeah. Well, first, that person's got to step their game up. Um, if there's, if that person's in some, like, um, some, like, European country where everyone around them is, like, pretty poor or, like, their friends are pretty poor and, none of them are real entrepreneurs making real money then, or at least like living wage money at, 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 a, at a minimum, then you gotta, you gotta get out of your, that situation. You gotta get new friends. Um, you gotta get new friends. You gotta get new people around you. You gotta be around other people that are doing the same thing. Um, you know, I went from pretty much two years ago, knowing pretty much no one that owned their own business. The only people I knew that had their own business were uh, landscaping companies from my hometown friends that you know got their their company passed down from their fathers um but other than that i really didn't know anybody that owned their own company uh but now pretty much unanimous like unanimously unanimously everyone i know <laughs> what did you say exclusively exclusively uh i only know people with companies so i'm saying this because this that, that was a that's pretty much one of the biggest things that you have to do because it, then it just becomes more normal and um these principles and these mindsets just uh, like um, diffuse into your brain like pretty pretty easily because you're just around it all the time. Um, so you can't help not do that when you're around those people. And um, yeah, you just got to believe that that's going to work. You just got to believe that's possible. And um, again, being around people helps you do that. Mm -hmm. And it's a belief um, network. Yeah, those are the big two, I think. Brandon has a question. Did I miss him say what he does exactly? I heard online business. He sells, it's kind of similar to what, you know, when most people get on these uh, live streams, Brandon, with me, it's it's usually they run an online agency and it's no different with Timmy. He just sells online services. I'm like, what exactly or whatever? I mean, you've, how many services, different services have you sold this year? Just as an example. <laughs> Um, it's like 10, uh, it's, they're all related marketing funnel services. 
So mm. marketing funnel, if you don't know what marketing funnel is, Google it. But uh, the general definition is, you know, person uh, business has a service or a product and they want more people to get involved with it. And so you put them through a, a sequence of events and ads and images and, and copy to get push them further down along the buying process. And so that has taken shape in uh, in the form of Google ads, Facebook ads, um, just a click funnels uh, kind of optimization service, and um, what else? So, some other some other smaller ones, but those are the big ones. But it doesn't yeah. matter that that those don't matter. It matters uh, for you because you know the full process and you know where to sell it and who exactly does that buys this. If you just have these terms like Google Ads, you know what does that actually mean for someone? It doesn't even right. make sense. Anyone who actually sells Google Ads, you're in a super ultra competitive market. Good luck selling anything. But if you sell something very specific to a very specific person, then you may actually get some high end sales, right? Right. I mean, so when you right when you know what what the purpose is, and I I tell guys this all the time. Um, you like you don't just sell Google Ads and like hello hi I sell Google Ads you need Google Ads here you go like pay hmm. so um, I tell guys all the time like you got to be able to know what the other options are for them uh, are they should they put their stuff in the phone book like instead or should they put their stuff on Google or Facebook or native ads like you got to know the pros and cons to everything and you got to be able to sell why yours is the best um, and that hmm. comes with practice. Right, right, and market research. Of course, it helps if you're yep. a part of a community that does the mark has done the market research or is constantly doing market research, and then you reap the rewards of uh, knowing the market research data without having to like sit there and do market research. That probably helps a little bit as well. But um, why you uh, can can I like block people on my live stream from asking questions like this? Yeah, that guy with the cat is uh, yeah, the the cat guy is super weird, right? Uh, like virus. Do you think you know? I have potential in business? What What do you think, Tim? Does he have potential in business? Um, I said this one year ago, and I'll say it again. Yes, I do. Oh, you said that to to, to Stephen. <laughs> oh, that's yes. Yeah, Stephen Stephen is one of my proteges, Alex. Uh, he would he would join the Timmy call, the weekly Timmy sales training call inside our private mastermind, and uh, he would is the most coachable guy. Ask he would came he would come with uh, questions every time, and uh, look at him now he's doing great. The guys are most coachable and you know ask the right questions over and over despite any ego issues or, or previous beliefs. Those are the guys who ends up end up making it long term, uh, and who play the long game. You know that like the staying coachable, learning, learning, learning. Those guys they they tend to win long term in my experience at least. But uh, anyway, uh, let's see here what we have. Um, I, mean, I mean, we're almost done, actually, with this particular live stream here. Do you have any final words, Timmy? Like, any any last words you'd like to share with our esteemed um, su super productive entrepreneurs, you know, and super successful entrepreneurs who are watching this live stream uh, and, and are doing an amazing job, but they want to take it to the next level? Like what? What should they do to me? Do Do you have any advice for them? Take fucking action. Stop thinking about stuff. That's all I gotta say. Yeah, stop thinking about stuff that doesn't help you right away. 
So go, 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 go do shit, right? Go, go, go. That's what my nephew says when he wants me to put him on the floor so he can take action and crawl. Go, 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 go. So go, go, go. And what happens when your nephew, who's like half a year old, what happens when he tries to walk and then falls down to me? What happens then? My boy gets up every single time. Does it again, and does it again, and does it again. Did someone teach him to do that? Like, was he, like, instructed? Is there, like, a book that he opened and read? Did he have to read 65 books? No, he didn't have to get knowledge. No, he didn't need any of that shit because it's innate. It's innate within all of us, Alex. It's innate within all of us. Oh, my brain is being blown in a non-sexual way. So Brandon is asking, how long have you been in the mastermind, and how long did it take you to see success through the steps provided from the group? Uh, I've been in the mess for over two years. Uh, how long did it take you to see success through the steps provided? From the, um, for me, it was a matter of days because it's just like, well, here, do this, implement this. Uh, and yeah, so I saw success within my first two weeks of actually implementing. And yeah, and then just continued from there. Right, right, right. It's very good. It's very good. First, I got my first sale in two weeks, so that's that's all. That's maybe that's what he's asking specifically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that sounds good. Um. Yeah. Anyway, uh, yes, it's very nice of everyone to be here and and watch us for so freaking long. Uh, we do appreciate it. If you have any special secret questions that you don't want to ask in public, you can maybe private message me, perhaps. Uh, if you don't, that's also fine. But uh, I'll see you in tomorrow's post. And have a beautiful day and and evening or morning or wherever you are. Um, cool. Uh, I'm gonna end it. Peace. Bye. All right. This was our show for today. Please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast if you like it. I'll see you next time. If you'd like to find out more about me, visit vitkin.net. That's v-i-t-k-i-n.net. Thank you for listening to the show, and see you next time.